0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, it's a day after New Year's and now we've got some very interesting things to think about going into 2022 and hopefully you've put some thought into them and I wanted to cover a few of these rather, I don't want to say interesting because they're not interesting, rather shocking things that are coming about in the current year or expected to come about in the current year so that you can wrap around in the crypto world how you're going to respond to it so let's talk about first and it has to do with crypto so bear with me let's talk about first the situation with taxes if you were one of the many people in the nation this is predominantly to the united states but if your country did something similar stupid then this also might affect you and it's something to think about but I'm targeting this to the United States listeners. If you're one of those who, when president Biden and the current Democrats announced that they were going to give a few hundred bucks on a monthly basis to anybody who had kids as part of the stimulus package that they passed and you took advantage of it instead of opting out of it, I want to make sure you understand that that was not free money. There's never free money coming from the government. All money that is received from the government predominantly is coming by way of tax dollars that are collected, whether those tax dollars are tax dollars we already have or tax dollars yet to collect. So the child tax credit, as it's referred to, was simply think of it like with payroll, right? If you had if you're working a job and some companies would say, yeah, we'll give you an advance on your next paycheck. And so then it's not free money. It's your money. You're just getting it in advance of when you were supposed to get it. The child tax credit is not free money. It is in advance on what you would have been entitled to come time to file your taxes, which would be April of 2022. And you're getting in advance of that money. So if you took advantage of it, it means you're going to get less of a tax refund come April. Why does that make sense? Because... If you chose not to opt out, which if the wording of this was very sketchy, it did not encourage you to opt out. And it did tell you that it's an advance on your tax refund. And it did tell you that there may come a point when your refund is lower as expected. So it told you this, but it didn't outright forthright, in my opinion, come out and say you need to be aware of XYZ. I Y, Z. I don't think it did a good job of doing that at all so i want to make sure that i'm another conduit to hear this truth and if you don't believe me please by all means i encourage you to go search and do your own research and verify what i'm saying to be true and i think you'll find that yes it is true now if you opted out you're good because you're going to get if you were entitled to a refund you're going to get your refund just like normal it just meant that you had to deal with the pain of not being entitled to that tax credit program if you had kids If you didn't have kids, this doesn't apply to you because the government only catered to those who had kids as they always do. It's only the people who had kids and took advantage of this program that now have some things to think about. Lucy, Come time for the tax filing and the potential expectation, especially if you're on the lower pay scale and you mostly depended on your refund every year for whatever reason then you're going to be one of those in the category where you're possibly going to be a little bit dissatisfied because you're either not going to get a refund at all, or it's a very small refund. Or I believe they said in the worst case, you might end up owing money depending on how the calculation works and the deductions. Now, if you're able to increase your deductions to a significant degree to offset this credit, because the credit was what, like two, $300 a month or whatever it was. Well, because of how long they did it for many people, that's going to eat up their entire deal and so i'm i'm just cautiously putting it out there to say hey i don't i don't think you should be i don't think you should ignore it if you use like an hr block or whatever tax filing company and you pay them to do it which i don't recommend but i know a lot of people do then you might want to have the chat with them to help have them help you understand what the ramifications are because chances are what's going to happen is that when you go to file your taxes, it's gonna have a question that asks if you took advantage of that tile tax credit. And it's expected that you're gonna say yes if you did, in all honesty, because if you lie, and I've known a girl who I prepared her taxes for her and I told the truth and she only got three hundred in refund. This is a while ago, but I'm just telling the story. She only got three hundred refund, she got pissed at me, and then she went somewhere else who upped it to like $1,600, and I'm pretty sure it was fraudulent because I screened that thing top to bottom. And then you run the risk of an IRS audit, them knocking on your door. So I'm just saying be aware that it's not free money, and you basically have paid in order to get that benefit, and thus you may not be entitled to a refund come April 15th. And the reason that ties to crypto is that most people, would take a portion of the refund and toss it at crypto, especially if it was like $1,000 or something. You could toss $500 at a project, it could be life-changing, right? So just know that your planning might need to adjust if you were taking that credit and you were relying on it. And then in the future, if this is you and you're kind of freaking out, please take it just as a lesson learned. There's no such thing as free money from the government. It doesn't apply. All the money that comes from a government entity is done by way, ultimately, of taxes collected or taxes yet to be collected it's ultimately around taxes they collect the taxes to enable them to do these programs which is why we need taxes and we can't justify this whole tax the rich nonsense because without taxation in general form there's no money to really pay anybody because it's no longer backed by fiat or backed by gold so just make sure you understand you need to potentially do some planning if you took advantage of that credit And if it was part of your crypto planning to kind of ramp up your bag based on a refund, make sure you're actually getting the refund and make sure you do the crunch numbers. Now, of course, throughout the year, you should be kind of keeping a tab on how much money you spend and how much money you make. And you should ideally estimate what your refund is expected to be. And if you file taxes the prior year, you should be able to get reasonably close. Of course, deductions come and go. So you may or may not be able to increase or decrease that number, but you should be able to get somewhat close. If you're at the extreme low end of the spectrum, you know, you're talking less than $10 an hour, then it's a little bit easier to do it than if you're on the higher end of the spectrum, simply because the deductions mostly apply on the higher end of the spectrum. When you're on the lower end, you almost don't need to pay taxes. You can almost claim exempt because you're almost never going to pay taxes when you're extreme low. People don't know that. And the tax pros don't tell you that because they're taking your $80 or whatever it is now to just file the form when they don't really need to. So they're not having your best interests at heart either. So that's just my intro spiel, just something that we thought about as there was some chatter about the child tax credit and people kind of being a concern. And I figured I would throw my mention in there as well and what that was doing and how that was all working out. And then I wanna circle back now, let's get directly into some crypto deals. Um, I mentioned on one of the very, I, I wanna say it was like mm, early November-ish episodes I was talking about, you know, this deep, dark society of people that pump, quote unquote, certain cryptos. And they did an announcement. They're going to do a bump on a token that's on the Binance Smart Chain. Now, the beauty of it being on the Binance Smart Chain, of course, is no gas fees. For the most part, the tokens that they seem to be, quote, pumping are on exchanges. So you don't really have too much. But there's those one offs where it's like only a Uniswap one or whatever. And I'm anti-gas, and I was not going to do it. But I did see that, okay, this looks like it's a thing. We should be able to make this happen, and we should be able to get this going to uh, get a pump going, and I can test it. I can test whether or not it's a, like, I know it's a legitimate group of people, but just the the real question of if it's a legitimate group of people, and how does this work, and, you know, what does this involve, and what are the kinds of expected returns, and, and that kind of stuff, so I can watch that um i'm gonna just keep an eye on it and just see how it plays and then i will report back on what i need to do after the fact let's circle back on para inu which i covered the other day with rather shocking growth there was some as expected whale sell-offs that occurred and the price movement went down and as i said before and have said repeatedly i want to make sure that you treat that if you were planning to buy into it as a discount opportunity of course it's Prices already at a point low that it was pretty reasonable if you were going to buy in that you could buy in and, and really save a lot of money. But you can save even more money if you were to buy in because of the dips as occurred. And I would not treat them as anything other than the normal natural whale sell-off behavior. Now, the, there were some announcements through their telegram about Paraímu and what was going on with the project and the kind of things they were doing. And they've done a good job of communicating, in my opinion, and they, in the AMA, they've, they've talked about a couple of points. First of all, that they were to all the different wallets that they called out, marketing, charity, development, and the, and the wallet that's pending burn. They've removed all those, so basically they've renounced the wallet ownership and they're going to give it to a, a financial institution. And then there's you know basically multiple of them would need to interact in order to take advantage of this. Um, the dev wallet was locked for a year and then they have extensive uh, or extension, rather, ways that they need to, but they were going to basically renounce access to the dev wallet as well. They burned about $5 million worth of tokens, and that's it came to 20 quadrillion tokens. And if you remember, I said that it has a pretty high freaking inventory, but it looked like they were doing recurrent burns to kind of force strong price movement when I covered it. That's going to be an ongoing thing, apparently. They're building up the charity wallet, and then they're meeting with the United Arab Emirates to talk about adopting power Inu over there. That would be huge because that's where a lot of the money comes from, believe it or not, in the world. Although United States is kind of the center point for the value of currency, the UAE and Dubai and certain other places like Australia, there's just a lot of money where really, they want to spend the money on things because they don't have a lot of things they don't get a lot of attention and so it looks like they're making targeted moves to try to interact with some of these And it and from the social media posts they've done it looks like that they're trying to get kind of really good names strong names that can help advocate for the token which could indicate strong price movement and then the roundout which i think is a huge thing and i <laughs> remember i called this out it's like yeah they're going to try to get three exchanges And I I was shocked that they weren't already on at least one, but they're going to try three exchanges. Um, L bank is one Hotbit is another. And then another one yet to be named. Um, I was excited to hear that news because that was one of my big things. It's like, please get on exchange, please. You got to Um, because gas fees are bad. They're very bad and they're just egregious. So all the good things that it looks like they're trying to do are stymied because it's just, you're dealing with this nonsense of, of, you know, this, and so for me, I just said, okay, let's go with it as is work it as we do and see what we can come out on the back end with. And that seemed to work. That seemed to, that they seemed to be listening, right. To feedback. Cause a lot of these were direct things I'd called out. Maybe they already knew them, but it seemed like they were just directly, you know, apropos on it and say, yep, we need to do this. We need to do that. We need to do that. And that's great. That's awesome. That they, that's really kind of the, strategies to listen to the investors and make some moves so it is priced down as of the last time I checked it which was earlier this morning and that's mostly again because there were well sell-offs and that continues so there is kind of this sale I'd say going on because it had such a significant junk it was just it was nuts of how large it jumped and I want to make sure you remember almost every token that launches that has a strong launch to it There's going to be that initial dip. The question is, how long does the dip last? Second, how strong is the community to buy right back into the thing? And often you get tokens where there's just no appetite or desire to continue to buy into a thing after the initial buys. Like it's hard to sustain that momentum that you had going in there. That could play a factor. It's so new and had such strong performance, so fresh out of the gate that it's hard to really tell. Exactly what's going to happen in the future, but it did have significant sell pressure because what generally happened according to the price charts is you probably had a bunch of people who bought in at like you know a thousand dollars, it drops to zero, and then they sell out, and then they're 10x, and then they take their money and go. I don't think it's unhealthy, I still think it's in a very strong position, like it hasn't even had a strong dip, it just feels like it because of so it went so darn high. But its liquidity is still really healthy. It's still over two million. The volume's still over two million. The holder count went up by a thousand. So I, I think it's in a still a good position. I don't have any concerns about it. But I think some of the investors might have looked at that and said, okay, what the heck's going on? But if you remember when I covered this guy, the one thing I did say with a token like this and this kind of shocking growth, and of course the long-term expectation that there's gonna be that dump out and all that kind of stuff was. You know, trying to understand, well, why is, the, why is the breakout what it is? Why are you adjusting some of these uh, percentages? It, where are you are doing? And then the whole whale drain, the 1%. Remember I said that that's not going to stop true whales. They're going to they're gonna get away, and this was evidence that it did. But it does seem that whatever it is that they did do was effective in preventing the, ex, the extreme drop down to basically lose that zero. Because it's, it's a bottom resistance now. And if the bottom resistance is able to persist, then it, it means a strong indicator of growth again in the first quarter. And so it's worth still watching it. And it just may be that it's one of those temporary issues that it could not be avoided just because of the nature of what's doing. So I'm still watching it. I'm still, at this point, very intrigued at what they're doing and I think nothing but high thoughts about the team and the kind of things that they're doing because they're very unheard of from, and they're out local. They're in a place that I used to live, so that gives me more confidence as well that they're not, they could not really cheat if you want to because we can find these dudes, right? And then I want to talk a little bit about some other tokens, and then I'll briefly cover our underdog token because I want to make sure I get one of those in there, but I want to cover some of these other ones. There's a couple points. The I wanted to make sure I cover Pari you again because Of the price movement that we're seeing it's at it's at discount phase right now so take a look at it if it's of interest to you this would be the time to buy because it's steeply down you can get a lot you know right now you can get 100 billion for just under 20 dollars. so you can't you can't beat that with a bat as the song says and you know if you put a hundred dollars in there you're up to a trillion and then at that point i believe the thing is going to skyrocket and you could really get some strong price movement on kishimoto there were some updates that happened and it seems like the this is more community and communication than an actual problem i would think it's something that they should have resolved and should have figured out within internal communication but they didn't in the previous episode i talked about the fact that the devs were going to give away tokens that were from the suzuki rug pool they were going to distribute them to existing holders i got verification from the reddit administrator that this was, it didn't matter what network you were on. You just go to a thing and then you plug it in and it's going to give you the, turns out that was not true. There was was someone on the telegram who was an admin who was saying, you know, no, it's only going to be the Ethereum holders, which was, that was what I suspected initially. I asked the question. And if the Ethereum holders are the ones who get the tokens, then of course this is a new world for them. And you remember I said that Binance is probably new for them. They had never bought Binance tokens. That happened. So there was a lot of chaos because people didn't know what the heck are you talking about, this BNB, and I don't know what the heck this is. That, that's a nature. It's just Binance is not a known thing. However, I, I fault basically advertisement where we're not promoting the Binance tokens as our forefront and then have Ethereum as the secondary, but also with this giveaway where you have the the Reddit admin saying one thing, which is, it doesn't matter what network you're on, you're going to get these coins. And then on the Telegram, it's a totally different messaging, which is, well, no, it's only the Ethereum one. The Reddit admin, it sounds like there just was a cross-wire situation because the Reddit admin says, well, Ethereum ones will get it first. But the other ones will be taken care of after the Ethereum ones get it first because of the amount of holders on the Ethereum side being greater. That makes sense, but that's not what's communicated to the community. So my messaging to the Kishimoto team is to get everybody on the same page. Cause even on like say Twitter, for example, it was never specifically called out that it's only Ethereum because the Twitter people don't communicate back. They do a bad job of that. So my messaging to you guys is hey, you need to get on the same page. Cause if you don't, it's just gonna harm the the price movement of the token. And it is down from where it should be, in my opinion. So you gotta get that community fixed. Everybody should have the same message, figure it out, get it clean. The second thing was there were technical issues with the way they implemented the wallet connect. It's basically buggy is all get out, so it doesn't work like it's supposed to. It wants you to have MetaMask. Many people don't use MetaMask because it's crap. So if you're using trust wallet like normal people, it doesn't really work. You can't do it on computer because it wants you to install the MetaMask Chrome plugin like they hard coded it. And if you go to any other swap, it's much more generic. It just says First, tell us what you're using. Are you using Trust Wallet? Are you using MetaMask? Are you using Wallet Connect? Or using this and other ones? And then you pick it, and then it shows you a QR code, and you scan it with your device, and everything works like magic. That's not the way this works. There's, it's clear the developers use MetaMask, so they assumed that that's what everybody else is using, and that's bad design. So my other feedback to you guys is don't code with an assumption of one tool. You need to, if you don't know what the heck to do, just go to freaking ShibaSwap or go to SushiSwap or go to PancakeSwap or go to AnySwap or go to QuickSwap or any other swap. Like literally go to any other swap and watch what theirs does and copy that. And I'm sure it's the same code and you're just tweaking a couple addresses. That's all you have to do. It should take you a few minutes to do this, run it through testnet, make sure it works, and then release it. Stop coding against MetaMask, assuming everybody everybody's MetaMask because so you're just going to frustrate your investors. That's my secondary point for those guys. So, again, the... The takeaway there was that the Kishimoto deployment of these tokens is only for the Ethereum holders at this point. There apparently will be, but I can't necessarily trust it, but apparently will be a later release for the other networks starting with the Binance chain at some future state with whatever tokens are remaining. And of course, there may not be any tokens remaining because apparently the number of holders that they had reported was only representative of the Ethereum side. So the calculations that I threw out there were only representative of the Ethereum side, and I verified that myself on DEX tools that yes, the 12,000 number that I saw was specifically the Ethereum. Now, I don't think that there's an insignificant number on Binance, and I think that many people are going to increasingly get on the Binance chain when they see that the gas is just a fraction of what it is on the Ethereum side. It's just we're not there yet. So Hopefully they get it all sorted out and they make it right for the world because I do think it's kind of jacked up the way that they did it. And I don't think it's I don't think they're malicious. I don't think that they're trying to be jerks. I think it just they just botched it, frankly. And maybe their developers don't really know what they're doing. And that may harm the project. And I hope that they're able to recover and get everything back to square one. Cause I do think that I'm still bullish about the project. It's, you know, it's like Satama. It's like choose You get the people, and they just jack stuff up. But the project is solid. The code is solid. Just it's mismanaged. It's frustrating. Speaking of Satama, I mentioned on another update that Cytomask is apparently coming now in six days. So be aware that there's going to be some price movements, and people have raised concerns about some whale sellouts. That is likely to happen just because it is what it is, and there's going to be some issues with the app. I can guarantee you. It's technology. And so that's going to cause some erratic price movement to say the least but i do think it'll be solid long term i'm still skeptical about the claim about lower or no gas fees because i don't see how they're able to do that with the chain and how it works just the the natural blockchain and behaviors of gas i don't see how they're going to be able to pull that off but maybe they do and maybe there's something i don't know but as of right now i'm highly skeptical about any opportunity for them to make a dent in what we know of as you know gas fees so who knows maybe they'll surprise me maybe they'll come out with something absolutely shocking and amazing whatever it is so let's talk about our underdog token this won't take that long because there's not very much to it <laughs> and but it's getting some it's getting some noise on social media and so I figured I would go ahead and kind of cover this dude uh, and give it a fair chance because I always want to give him a fair chance and just and kick the tires and see what the heck it's doing this token's called if you look at the call sign, it's B-I-N-U, so B-I-N-U, its name is bully U. and although it's bully in you, their icon is of that of a bull, and I'm only again covering this because it's getting chatter on social media. However, my recommendation is that you don't invest in this dude, at least not now, because I don't see exactly what it is that this is supposed to accomplish or achieve other than any other token that's out there other than quick pump and dump by which I mean, if you look at their graph, it's a strong graph right now, they've got nine zeros, I believe in front of it. Yes, that's true. And so if you toss 10,000 at it, it's almost guaranteed to drop at least one zero. And so you make some money and then sell out of the dude. Now I say pump and dump and maybe I'm misunderstanding what their, you know, their approach and their strategy and their plan, but the reason I'm saying pump and dump and the way that it works is that er- the way that they've done the tokenomics, there's a, there's a tax on buys of 15, 15% and then the tax on sells of 20%. They have the tax on sales going to increasing the liquidity and sustaining liquidity and then 10% to marketing. I have an issue with the 10% for marketing because if I look at, like if I'm looking at a bull icon, and I don't want to cuss, but it's like it's almost like bullshit because you're like, wait a minute. What is it that you're going to market? What are you really going to do? And so I try to look into, well, what does the marketing mean? What are you going to try to do? There's nothing on the site that tells you what they're going to do with this 10%. It's a lot of freaking money. And then they don't have any white paper at all. They got a button for it and didn't bother writing it. And I said it before, you really should have a white paper out there, front up, period, point blank. They have all these things they're talking about, about grazing and feeding and all this other you know, nonsense. And then they're using terms that, that I strike me that some millennials might've made this thing. Cause they're talking about Jeets and all this crap. I, I'm, I understand the chatter on social media and I understand that it's a new token and I understand the the potential for profit. And of course the 20% sell should in theory avert any excessive levels of sellout. And it does have a decent amount of liquidity and it does have a decent amount of volume and it, given when it was created, which is just in the last week. And it has a decent amount of holders and the market cap's a little bit over 2 million. And so it's, and it's, you know, I see that. What I'm saying is, is that the fundamentals are not here at all. I don't see a white paper. It's not linked at all. They're talking about a marketing wallet without specifically telling me what they're going to use with this thing. And that's a lot. It's high. Then you impose a buy tax. Usually when you have a buy tax, that's freaking high. It usually means that they're kind of circling that money over to somebody else and enriching them personally rather than using it to support the project. Now, with this said, it does seem like it's passing some basic smell tests, And when I say basic, I mean truly basic as in, you know, you would have to kind of do extreme deep dives to try to, you know, identify if there's any problem with any token. And even then as I said before, sometimes you still can't get it because they're getting a lot more elaborate with things that truly are scams. What research I have done, I don't see that it's a scam. Again, it strikes me as a couple of, you know, some millennials, possibly younger folks, maybe they're not young, but the verbiage that they're using, it strikes me as potentially they just don't know what the heck they're doing. And they're just reasonably young and just kind of throwing something out there, hoping that it sticks. And of course, these days, you can pretty much throw a token on the Ethereum chain and get at least some people buying into it now because people just buy whatever hoping that something will spike it's just like the lottery in a ways so I'm not telling you here and now that it's a scam I don't see that it's a scam from what I can tell it does seem like it's got some legitimacy but I just don't see that it does anything that's worth your time or money from my perspective and you need to do your own research I'm just saying from what I can see I don't see any reason to buy this thing that's that's kind of my summary thoughts what's the reason what's the real core other than just leaping on the bandwagon of other ENU tokens that are out there and with your freaking marketing percentage that high and then not to have a white paper that explains what the heck's going on to me i'm just i'm not in supporting on that one this one's getting a lot of traction on a lot of major players and that concerns me and the reason it concerns me is because That might indicate that the 10% marketing wallet really was just a bunch of influencers who are so-called shilling the token, as they say, with no mechanics and no real structure and no real strategy and no real use case and no real business case and no real value to anybody of what it's doing. It may be early in the process, but as I said before, to me, you need to have that freaking white paper out from day one. It needs to be there. I don't want to wait until it's too late and people start losing money. I want to see it from day one that you have a white paper out there. People are able to consume it and understand exactly what it is that you're doing with your token and why it makes sense. We also would like to understand why it is that you feel a high buy tax makes sense other than to enrich people's pockets. Cause remember part of the buy tax is going to the marketing as well. So, you know, in summary, In summary, you've got basically 17% of the total taxation, 35. You got 17%, half of the total of the taxation is going to marketing. It's not spelled out anywhere what goes into marketing, but all of a sudden you see these excessive shills coming from social media, which seems to imply that the marketing wallet by and large is going to these influencers. And if we've not learned anything by now, it's that the influencers do not result in sustained growth, they actually help promote so-called scam tokens. I'm not calling this a scam. I'm saying that that's what they generally do. Remember, it was the influencers who pitched Squid Game, the Degree, Suzuki, the Degree, and all the other rug pulls, Safe Cat Girl, and so on. So either I'm right, and that's what they're using that 17% for, in which case it certainly isn't worth your money, or I'm wrong, and they just haven't fleshed it out, and I'm giving them the chance a look. Show us that you want the smoke. Show us that you're legitimate. You should take your project and what you see on this site and what you've done, and you should compare and contrast it with Satama. Compare and contrast it with Para Inu. Compare and contrast it with SafeMoon. Compare and contrast it with Earnhub. Compare and contrast it with even Ethereum, just the core Ethereum token, or Tron, or Solana, or Avalanche, or anything else. And it should be blatantly obvious what's missing. Yes, it's new. Yes, it's intro. But before you launched, these things should have been on your site because you should be having fundamentals. And the money that you were starting to collect in marketing should really have been going to building out the fundamentals of the site so that when you do go to shill it, it has a backing that makes sense long term to convince people why they should buy in other than just the lottery ticket nature of what I'm seeing. Additionally, and my last point, they look like they are trying to combine the marketing and dev wallet because there's a one sentence that talks about marketing and development. If that's what they've done, that's a bad, bad thing. Your development wallet needs to be called out separate from your marketing wallet. The reason for this, your investors need to be always in the loop about how much money is going to your development versus your marketing efforts and the specifics behind said meaning that I want to know when you call out 17% of what we're doing is going basically to your same group of people, how do I know you're not taking that and run with it? You don't have any transparency. You don't have a white paper that spells it out, so why should I then give you my money? That's kind of the thought process that you should have as a strong investor. It should be highly skeptical, not just react to the fact that it's got nine zeros or ten zeros, Listen, if you got the thousands and thousands of dollars to where you can take that risk and let it just drop a zero and then cash out and you don't care about the taxation, cool, power to you. But to me, I would rather see stronger projects, long-term projects, projects that are not just, at least on the surface, the appearance of pumps and dumps and they actually are trying to increase the strength of the crypto industry. This one doesn't seem to do it for me. I really don't understand why people would invest in it quite frankly and I've got strong concerns about its longevity. I don't see that it's ever going to go anywhere in the future and it kind of reminds me of another one that I have not excessively talked about in but at least there they have some information about what they're planning to do what they're trying to do and at some point I will do an extensive episode on it and that's Mononoke and you it has the same type challenge it has the same type of you know details about it and it's also on ethereum and it just kind of came out and it hasn't really done much but at least there, they're calling out developments separate from marketing they're re- reflecting tokens to everybody else they're doing burns they're doing other things to show that hey we we're trying to be serious we just have our way of doing it that's the kind of stuff i want to see from this bully um token That I'm not seeing, I don't know why I'm not seeing it. Again, I'm not willing to give age as an excuse because Para Inu had every single fundamental you could ever think of and they're just as new. So at some point we have to get away from the excuse of newness and kind of hold tokens accountable in my opinion. And I think the industry has done a bad job of doing that so far, which was one of the reasons that I created a podcast was to try to put a voice to it. And I'm an investor. So as an investor, I'm going to analyze it from the lens of an investor. And when I make a recommendation, it is as an investor. And so far, I haven't gotten any of them wrong because every single one that I've said looks decent, solid is still around. It's still going. And every single one that looks like they were going to be in the crapper has gone down, even if they haven't failed yet. Some have, but some have not. They're just going excessively down like made a bull run. So I look at it as an investor and I look for certain fundamentals and I try to find a pattern and I cross-reference that with any research I can find. And that's what I want you to do is to look at it in the lens of an investor. They should justify to you why you should give them your money. That's how it should work. It shouldn't just be toss money. Listen, if that's your strategy and that's what you decided to do, that's your money. But to me, you should not just toss money at bad projects because no bad project will sustain long term. Doge wasn't a bad project when it launched. It had the right idea, which was we're going to be an alternative to, in this case, you know, Ethereum and Bitcoin in terms of price movement. Uh, SHIB was not a bad idea when it launched. It said we're going to be an alternative to Doge, and we're going to build it out over time. Each one of these have at least talked about the kinds of things they wanted to do in the future. There was something there. There was a white paper there. There was a strong community there. There wasn't excessive shilling, at least initially. That came later. But – they at least gave you something foundational, fundamental, that's lacking. And I'm not sure why we got to the point that we see tokens just kind of spit up and then you're expected just to buy in and that's it. And there's no fundamentals, no white paper, no nothing. And maybe there's something there, but I don't see it personal, my personal opinion. So again, that's the, it's B-I-N-U is its call sign and it's bullying you. My recommendation, I don't think it's worth your money. There are other projects out there that are a lot stronger. Even Mononoke, which is trending down again, discount, hint, hint, wink, wink. Mononoke is a stronger project. It has just as many zeros. It actually has mechanics to it. It actually has a white paper to it. It actually has other stuff. It has a stronger community, way more holders. Like (laughs) I I can't justify it. Mononoke's only issue is a lack of liquidity. And that's mostly because its volume has been trending downward um, but that's the only reason I haven't covered it yet so I need to do more research on what it's doing. But Satama's there. It's got a decent number. It's not going to make you rich overnight, but it's one of those long hauls that's still there that I believe in. SHIB's still a good buy because they're doing more mechanics, more transactional burns and things. So there's a lot of other bullish projects. I just don't think you should buy into those that are trying to rip you off, and it's kind of obvious they're trying to rip you off. And then the next episode, I'm going to start talking about Impact XP and people have criticized me for ignoring them. I've not ignored them. I'm an actually investor in it. I wanted to give it some time and kind of do some analysis before I talked about it. That will come up probably on tomorrow's episode, my guess. I'll start looking at that one. But I hope that this today's episode has been enlightening in terms of the tax situation and what we're coming up on in 2022, as well as some of these tokens that we've talked about before and then tokens as yet to come that do or do not have potential. And I will see you again tomorrow. Um, There's nothing happening that I know of, but there may be some things scheduled here soon. Otherwise, take care.